girl, it's recording. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you literally froze at the worst time. I was like, her face is frozen. I don't know. Okay, welcome. This is we're we're already like starting off on the right foot because welcome to the XX Mormon podcast and the topic for today's important sacrament meeting is Mormon corny. <laughs> All things corny. I'm presiding. I'm conduct- conducting. It's a two-woman show today. We have a special, super important high council visitor, speaker, the one and only mother of all creation. She's joining <laughs> my roasty ass, Mary Magdalene. So we're already having a few little laughs before this because like Mormons and corniness, they're bread and butter, you know? <laughs> Two peas in a pod, they're one and the same, they're intertwined, they're undistinguishable or indistinguishable. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally like they are they are twinners. So let's I guess we'll we'll bring up some little little corny examples and you guys can <laughs> laugh along and remember your own Mormon corny. So I will let I will turn the time over to our special amazing speaker. Uh, I am a heavenly mother. Um, <laughs> so I kind of, I think the fine line, because there is no line, it's like the food on the plate that touches between warm and corny and warm and, <laughs> warm and corny versus cheesy. Like, because some things are so cheesy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, cringe yeah. is all cringe over is us like at all times. like the next level of corny. Yeah. <laughs> it's over us at all times. Um, I do think that the peak like Mormon prime time, like Mormon peak of the mountain, success, positive ideas the media had about Mormons was probably the 90s and early yeah. 2000s. Yeah, the posters and the, <laughs> the videos and like the video the promotional ads. Yeah. Oh God, BYU TV. pamphlets. Yeah, yeah. They, BYU the church was trying hard. The church is putting it corny as effort out there and it worked i mean that was the church oh yes that was when the church really peaked in terms of success media outputs what's a mormon ad that you remember because i have one if you besides the i'm a mormon one oh no (laughs) (laughs) now that's a slander now oh my god yeah now it's not allowed i remember there was some retaliation from our community as ex-mormons they would do ones that were like and i'm an ex-mormon i was like get it get it get it get it (laughs) at the time i was like how blasphemous but now i'm like that's what i am now what a little satire i'm a part of those people now i love it um I think the the one that I think of was like so well meaning and it isn't even a bad idea, but like the Mormon church isn't who should represent that. So it was this commercial BYU TV that was for like spend time with your kids and it would have this like cute, wholesome dad where his girls would yeah, they're white. Yeah, you're right. You I mean, why are they not? Um and they and he would like 
let his kids like dress him up, like put makeup on him or he would play football with them or something. And it was like, spend time with your kids, a message from the Mormons. Little do they tell these people that when you're actually are a Mormon, you're going to spend hours away from your family. Yeah. If you have a calling, you're not with your kids. You're with other people's kids. Oh my, other people's yours. problems like, that you're not certified to yeah, handle. Yeah, you're going to work another 20-hour job just, you know. <laughs> Spend time with the kids. That one Monday a night that you can cram in the scriptures. Spend yeah. time with your kids. You're like, so, oh. Oh. The if way family that, home evening wasn't religious, it wouldn't be a bad thing. But it's yeah, because they it's always had to have a lesson. Why did there oh. have to be? Like, why was there a goddamn lesson with it? They all, the church shoehorns itself in every aspect of life. <laughs> like, the wedding the thing. Infiltrate. Infiltrate. Are these your hobbies? Is this your thought process? Is this your family? We're going to come in. Like, oh, my God. That is. reminds me. Were you? Oh, my God. So corny. Such a good example. I was at BYU, Idaho, you know, where most of the horror stories come from. And we're talking about like talents or hobbies and some woman bless her heart says, whenever I think of pursuing a new hobby or interest, I always ask myself or through prayer. She said one or the other, um, how can this uplift the kingdom of God? Like, so you, (laughs) so you're supposed to be constantly thinking (laughs) before, before I do anything that I enjoy. Does it serve the kingdom and purpose of God's higher power? <laughs> I mean, that's straight up what she Does said. Does knitting uplift the kingdom? <laughs> there you go. I mean, does it? I mean, let's. I don't know. My talents have to be talents that bring the spirit. They have to be. Remember that? Like, it's just so bad. No, what did people do? Were people like, oh, bless her. She's a hero. Like, what was the reason? I'll tell you what happened. (laughs) The rest of us felt awkward and guilty if we had talents (laughs) or interests that we didn't center around god so at that time <laughs> like what even do you center around god so at jesus that... loves snowboarding I... <laughs> he loves skateboarding oh jesus loves kickboxing jesus yeah. loves and at... i'm a May fighter <laughs> for the holy and spirit i can't i'm fighting for god <laughs> so, you know they say stuff like i'm that. rolling for christ <laughs> I got cauliflower ear for Jesus. Jesus to every hobby and you're good. You're good with the Lord. And I remember like at the time, so in college, I undergrad, I did slam poetry as a hobby and I was super good at it. Word. But none of my poems were self-promoting. Shameless. Shameless Shameless self-hype. Do it. Um, and I never had a single poem about the church, and someone like brought How it up to you? me. Yeah, oh, what? They gave Mormons and no boundaries. <laughs> they had an observation <laughs> about the poems, and they felt entitled to bring it up to you. Like Mormon audacity—that's a whole other, another thing. Their level. God. Here's unsolicited opinions and advice about your life and your hobbies and yourself. So, so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay, your story. <laughs> you slam poetry. Like, what's going on? And I mean, honestly, there isn't much more to tell because I was with another 
person who also did slam poetry for fun and that woman like covered for both of our asses and she she lied through her teeth because she ended up leaving the church soon after thank god for her um for her doing that but she said like the gospel is just too big of a topic and this will fit in perfectly with the other corny Wait, so what did the chick that she said i noticed none of your poems are about christ like how did she even bring it up it was a question why don't you do a poem about your testimony or the gospel? <laughs> like, why don't, don't you? you? I tell you, I was like, why isn't that uh, fueling all of your poems? How come all your creativity isn't fueled by your testimony of the Church of Jesus Christ? Oh my God! And so the other poet like swooped in like a hero. And she just said, and she lied through her teeth, but it was so convincing because she used the Mormon cheesy terms that we'll get into in a hot second. She says, she says, um, the gospel's so big and expansive and it's so personal and so sacred. It's hard for me to talk about it. And that got him because that's like, wow, you're right. I felt the spirit testify to what you're saying. (laughs) Like, because that's what you do to silence anything weird in the church, right? Like, it's just too sacred. It's sacred. It's so, it's just too sacred. It's so, it's so much. It's so sacred. I can't write slam poems about it because it's just so personal, sacred to me, private and special. Called her lie through her teeth, and she was very convincing. And the person just ate it up because Mormons just eat corny up for breakfast. They're like, mm, <laughs> "Give me more of that corny shit. I love it." Like, I'll you know be what? Having I corny poops all day. <laughs> it's hard to digest as corn. Um, but it, I feel like, and this is my own theory, and I need someone to verify or deny this. I believe. Hear me out. Most Mormons. It's just, we're all, like, it's like the invasion of the body snatchers. Like, which ones really believe, which ones don't? Because you're don't not allowed to say, hey, that's corny. Like, you're not allowed to yeah, do you that. Yeah, if you call it out, you're, like, instantly, like, the odd one out. And, well, it's uncomfortable for everyone and yourself. Or if you're like, that's a little cheesy to me, people are like, go to hell. Like, I think that so much of it isn't even believed by the people within in my opinion. Like just, I remember like the one time we were in Young Women's and we were doing craft after craft after craft, <laughs> like weeks of crafts after watching the men like <clears throat> play volleyball and play basketball and go fucking dirt bike riding. And we're doing fucking scrapbooks and crafts and fucking picture books. Like I was like going to lose my mind. And I was like hiding in the bathroom and ditching in the bathroom. And they're like, sister why are you in here why aren't you doing that i'm like because i literally cannot do another craft like i can't it's so corny it's so bad and they're like they were the young women leaders were like so offended like i think they told her parents that i was like rude and ditching and hiding out in the bathroom and like how dare i and i was literally like i don't want to do a craft like but yeah if you're the one person that's like this is corny like the temple workbook or like temples future temple scrapbook like it's so corny and like even as a kid like we made pajama pants like in pillowcases and I'm like this is so corny like but if you say that you're like a you're misbehaving you're being a bad kid you're being disrespectful like I hurt these ladies feelings by not wanting to do number 100 craft like I get it now that they were taking time and they were trying it was like 
but yeah, you're not allowed to voice your opinion. Like in the real world, you can be like, I actually don't enjoy that. Like, that's actually not fun. Can we do something else? And people won't like shit a brick. But in the church, they're like, <laughs> what? You, you, you don't want to do another craft? <laughs> oh my God. And so much of it, like, takes the joy so who, <laughs> who who was our there was this period of time where there were certain women in the ward and I think this is pretty Mormon universal who were so perfectionist ish that it would actually ruin crafting like ruin any it artistic would literally expression kill it. yeah it would kill any they activity. were so critical and there was no artistic expression and it had to be also, a certain way at a certain time and you had to like love it and be enthusiastic like oh girl sister mary magdalene the way you felt about crafting as a young woman is exactly how i felt my entire mormon experience with <laughs> non-consensual sports playing football against my will <laughs> having them chuck it at you in the springtime out in the grass like that wasn't you weren't winning i am not athletic i do not i'm not first off i'm not competitive don't put me on a team i do not care if i win (laughs) i care if i win money play it for free who the hell cares yeah Yeah. money's just for your ego they play for their ego they play to be like look at me i'm one up or it feeds that part of men and we're just like we (laughs) really don't care and we're not judging you guys off of any of this so live it up (laughs) i can't on my mission for p days they'd be like let's do something fun with the elders let's throw frisbees don't you yeah. want to kill yourself? Like, that was it. That was it. My mind was. Like, it was let's go throw so Let's play basketball. Then so let's play football. And I'd be like, you know what else we could do for these three hours? Anything else? Take a nap. <laughs> yeah, get some food. Take a nap. Literally, That's my what feet I said. are like, I'm literally from walking. Tired. Can we? Can we not? Yeah, let's. You don't want to play basketball. You don't want to throw frisbees with a bunch of men who are like so hyper competitive and sexually oppressed and like suppressed and everything's a dick size. Exactly what it was. That doesn't sound fun to you. Like, oh, they they're not impressing you. Oh no, frizz. Oh no. They didn't no, impress me with their frisbee throwing skills. That wasn't a turn on. No. Like who could dump more basketballs at mutual? Because also what it reminds me of is especially as missionaries are unlocking all these memories, what I actually enjoy doing for fun. For real. What I actually enjoy doing for fun, we were told was like, no, because I enjoy yeah, talking Netflix, to people. Music, and yeah. Hanging out, talking, but that would, that was causing talking. like, too much bonding between me and my companion and the elders, because there was actually like for brief periods of time out of elders that were like normal people that could socialize. And so like we'd vibe, like it wasn't sexual. It wasn't weird, but people would be like, we're just getting too close. Like no one has a crush on each other. We're just, <laughs> we're, just talking. we're literally all dying out here. and We need camaraderie. We're just being normal. And uh, that happened multiple times. And it was just so conflicting to be like, you're a flirtatious missionary. Oh, never mind. Sister blank. Sister Heavenly Mother doesn't like men, doesn't like elders. It was just so stupid. But yeah, hanging you're out. You're always wrong. If you're 
a Mormon woman, you're just always wrong. You're always too much. You're always not enough. It's always this. Like, you're too friendly. That's bad. You're cold. You don't like men. You're a man hater. You need a little bit. Like, if you're just, you can't not win. If you're like, that's what it's like. The, the limit doesn't exist. It's a hoop that you will never get to. Like, it's just an unattainable thing to be the perfect Mormon woman because you're always wrong. Like, it's always not measuring up. And maybe. It's always not there. They just keep moving the target around for you. If you get closer. No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe, roll me this, Batman. Maybe the reason we always had to do these stupid sport activities is because if we actually had to do a game that involves skill or intellect or humor, these men couldn't be superior in their, you know what I mean? It's like there are women who are equally athletic to men. That is true. But so many times through mutual or through missionary get-togethers, these men get so fucking aggressive. They're like grunting as they throw the basketball. This is so that you're like, I guess you need to bang They're on your so chest like a gorilla. They're sexually frustrated. They're literally frustrated. That's what it's coming from. It's that just, they need to facing me. They're facing me. And I mean, maybe there's a small percent of girls that are like, yeah. But like most of us are like, we just want to chill, man. We just want to chill with you. We just want to have like intimate conversations. I don't (laughs) want to throw a frisbee. Like I don't need. If you you know this because it happened to you. If you're a Mormon woman and you have the ability to make a man laugh, you're flirting with him. You're coming on to him. No, they want to be funny. Mormon men will not admit that you're funny. They're like they can't. They can't give it to me. They can't. Like they'll be done. They, they, I have never like it pains them to acknowledge and give me a compliment that's not physical. They're literally like, to say she's nice or funny. Oh, to say she's smart. Like they would much rather be like, she has got a nice ass. Like that's what they would know. Like she's burned. She's got a birdie. Like they would much rather. Like they're totally fine with giving physical compliments, but like it literally pains them because they have to admit that like maybe I was better at them in a small way in some small area. It's like literally their egos are just like can't go there. Nope, nope, nope. Our balls oh my won't God. let us. <laughs> also, the, free, the freaking. I, I don't think I've ever had like a Mormon man acknowledge that I had any sort of sense of humor or intellect. I think it's always been like, I'm a helpless, broken female. I need you. That's the only way they want you. <laughs> or is it, is it the corniest? So <laughs> is it the corniest compliment? I have nothing in between my ears. <laughs> is it the corniest, corny Mormon compliment? I can't even get out my face. <laughs> she's, she's, a, she's a righteous sister inside. <laughs> That's like the nicest, that's like peak compliment from a man. She's she's so, uh, yeah, oh, the righteous sister in line. She's the kind you take to the temple. She's the kind of woman you take to the temple. Like, I was never, like, that's hilarious. But, like, if you just look a type, they're like, she's temple worthy. It's like, bitch, I smoked weed yesterday, but I'm little and blonde, so they take me to the temple. Like, that's the requirement. Like, it's so, like, they, they, it's, like, still archaic how, like, Mormon boys are raised. Like, how they view women and girls. It's, like, 40 years behind and it's so corny and it's like and like their brains can't compute once they're 18 and they're like wait a second (laughs) like it's just too much for them 
But I can't even, girl, that reminds, there's this elder on my mission who's part of a lot of WTF stories that we'll just unpack <laughs> further through these podcast episodes. This elder was talking about marriage advice or something, and he had never been in love before, so I guess we're supposed to listen to him for some reason. <laughs> He's a nice he had never even been in love before. But He's mansplaining love to you. As, as he did at all times. And <laughs> something that he said that it was so unfathomable to me that I was like, what? He goes, you're not supposed he, they got advice from some other man in the church, from some man meeting that us sisters weren't at. <laughs> and, and, and he said, um, you're not supposed to compete with your spouse, but complete your spouse. And I literally oh, he thought just he had like, a real gem. He thought like, we got a plot. What? He thought he had like Why? the biggest philosophy, slogan, motto, life theme. In what wave? I <laughs> did it my little brain. With her. Like, You're supposed to complete her. <laughs> How? What? Why would you be fighting? Why would you be competing? What's the prize? What are you fighting for? <laughs> it's like what are you winning? Game? What's the challenge? You're not just a pressure down. You better. You better literally <laughs> put her down. Dunk the basketball and grunt in her face. Like, what? Compete over what? First off, he as a Mormon man, he was also white. He as a white Mormon man from Utah had all the power in any relationship he would be with a Mormon woman. Like, shut up and sit down, sir. Like, I'm God, not competing with so her. Weird. I just win in every single category all the time. <laughs> It's not like, competition because I just win at all of them. I win them all. I just think the chick's like, I'm not even, we're not even, I don't even know who you were, man. Like, <laughs> you're in a competition with yourself and you're inserting me in there. Like, whatever you want to tell you. What? Complete, we complete each other. It's like, I'm whole by myself. I don't <laughs> I'm a whole need, person. I guess, I think like men might need to hear this. Like, we don't need you to like come us we're like a whole person <laughs> women are like actual human being individuals like we're not like just a vagina missing a man like we are good like if we let you in it's because we want you like we chose you like we like you like it's not because i am empty and need <laughs> to fill the empty space like it's just so bizarre like and but yeah he thought it's a real compliment to be like she completes me it's like be good by yourself be a whole you <laughs> be whole be all you are like totally on your own like i don't need to fill in that you know the concept of like having a partner in life is not conceivable like they can't do that. Like, no, <laughs> no, I, no I, she's under my thumb. I have she's like, yeah. <laughs> I allow her. I allow her this or I don't. It's like, yeah, Mormon men are raised to like so that's what we were talking about earlier. Okay. These guys have been out of the church, some of them for years. And then they still subscribe to like so many of the church's beliefs on like marriages and relationships and sex and traditions and like gender roles and like just assigning gender to every fucking thing that doesn't even need a gender. <laughs> no, things are gender genderless and they're like, that's a girl thing. That's guys like you're not really that out if you still view women the way that the church told you to view women. You're not fully out of the church if you still view relationships as the Mormon way you view relationships. 
Like, Amen. you have some more things. Like, what's the point of you being out if you haven't abandoned all of that? You know, if you still think women should be pure and chaste and modest and submissive, you're not really that out. <laughs> no, it's true. It's so true. It, it's part of it. I think people underestimate the like the mind abuse, the power that the church has on your psyche. And I think I being able to identify the level of abuse that the church is, that it, it completely like warps members' worldviews. And it's even worse the more in it you are. So if you're a marginalized person in the church, you can see cracks in that dam. You can see flaws in that. But I think if the church is something that presents as catering to you, it's so harder you to, it. yes, mm-hmm. where you you believe you benefit at least, because I think everyone suffers. That's my own theory. Right. Well, yeah. No one really wins. You're all losing because you have an evil petty god who's punishes you and can keep your children from you and just like, <laughs> carries totally like just, <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Um, I think that if you, it's so much harder to accept like, wow, this hurt me and I was helpless to a point. I think that's really hard because the church does this thing where you have over ownership or not enough. Like there isn't a healthy balance between accountability and not your fault. Right. And I, it's a and compl- the church won't take accountability for anything ever. Yeah, if it was a, if the church were a human, a person had a consciousness, whatever was sentient, <laughs> it would be a narcissist and it would be a gaslighter and abuser and an oppressor and like all of those things, but because it's an institute and racist and because it's an <laughs> misogynistic and pedophilic and infantilizing <laughs> and just like all these things. But it's an institution, it's an organization, it's like a corporation superpower. So like that's what it is. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard, like that's why we're not neutral on this podcast. <laughs> like why I don't make excuses and apologies because I'm like, it's abusive. You can't share another narrative with me. Like you can't invalidate everyone's experiences who are oppressed and hurt. Like you can't. So True. Yeah, I, I went on a little tangent there, but you're totally right. But because it's not a person, it's like hard to define it with those terms. Word. And also something that like, I think is like funny to he 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 is that, so this is my little dream. <laughs> my little dream is that the best minds behind the church media have left because there's a period of time. So hear me out. And you're going to say, girl, you were brainwashed. Just like when I said temples were beautiful. You're like, no. So, <laughs> so, okay, like, so are they? So, are they? You're at my, so here we are. 2013, 2014, 2015. Let's go back there. I yeah. thought, okay. And I could be wrong. I thought they had videos that like went hard. Like these are good. <laughs> They're uplifting. No, like, remember what about God. choose to stay? The suicide one. I was like, oh my God. choose to stay. I was like, oh yeah, choose to stay. You guys, the church cares about suicide. BS. The church fucking caused so many suicides. Like it has caused so many suicides. But yeah, they put out that little YouTube video. Like choose to stay. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm so teary eyed. Yeah, please don't kill yourself. I was like, yeah, 
most people don't want people to kill themselves. Like that's not the church having like a great idea. Like that's that a basic like, human. Yeah, that wasn't like a powerful video. That's like the bare minimum. We can all agree, most of us. Yeah, it's better to stay. Please stay. Like it's not the but the church is like, oh, bless everyone. Like this is the spirit telling you to be a sort of decent human being. Pat, pat, pat. But it would do nothing to change the causes behind. And not acknowledge the fact that so many, especially men, commit suicide. Like, they're Mormon. Like, in their midlife. Like, no, we're not. And teens and LGBTQ plus, like, all those people. They're like, no, we don't cause suicide. We're sad about it. Please stay. Like, that's their, like, not even a Band-Aid on, not a bullet wound, but, like, literally a hemorrhage, massive, someone's, like, you're bleeding out, and the church is like, put a video on that, you know? Talk about how sad it is. And, like, get no, so sad. true. So it's true. Like, the church can feel like they're doing something. They always, like, think they did something, think they did a real did a real one it's like no you could actually just like make a lot of changes that actually benefit but no just release a little youtube video corny corny youtube video like <laughs> so insane what else is corny it's just the phrase now when i hear like the spirit told me or the spirit testified to me like oh if i hear it's so triggered <laughs> i'm like oh it's not real no like oh the imaginary made-up thing that they capitalized on like basic human feelings and emotions that you can feel like oh they just labeled it the holy ghost a man a spirit man dead guy i don't know we don't know like oh it's just so bad that he can like take over and whisper to you like so scary <laughs> If you say it like when the shit you believe when you're in the church and you're just like, that's not weird. That doesn't sound weird. That's not crazy. The second you try to ex like explain it to someone else or like tell someone else about it, you're like, yeah, that shit's weird. Like me trying to explain the Holy Ghost. It's insane. It's literally insanity. <laughs> you're just like, we subscribe the to Holy that. Ghost in the room with right now. Like how he leaves you if you do think bad thoughts. Like, if you're not wearing your special underwear, he pieces the fuck out. He's like, you're naked. You're not wearing the little special undies. Bye, bitch. <laughs> He's great. He's super great. He <laughs> leaves over anything. He leaves if you say a bad oh, word. He leaves if there's a nudity on a movie. Or yeah. Yeah, you put your garment shirt on the ground, you rat bastard. He's gone. He'll leave. He gets so easily offended. Yeah, you God's know so really, what's <laughs> really so offended. What's really wild to me is like the spirit would have like no bounds, but then they'd be like, Well, the spirit won't tell you to do anything that the prophets haven't said. And the prophets won't do anything that the scriptures haven't said. And the scriptures don't say anything that goes. And it's like, wait, who's listening to who here? Yeah, what is the point? Yeah, what is the point? He doesn't actually really whisper. It's not a literal audible whisper. That's just a metaphor. That's just like a way to describe it. He doesn't act because I remember being a kid, like, I don't hear a voice. Like, I'm waiting, I'm praying, I got baptized, I'm trying. No, I'm not schizophrenic. So I did not hear a voice. But they're like, oh, no, that's not what we really meant. We meant like a voice in your head, a stupor of thought, uh, an impression. I'm like, well, that's completely different than saying 
he whispers and he tells you sh- in your ear. Like, which is it? Like, they just change it because you wouldn't experience that. So they're like, well, 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 just like the temple's weird as fuck. And they're like, well, it's symbol, sim- symbolism here. It's not, it's like, no, it's just weird. It's just insane. Like, why are we, we don't need to redefine it and phrase it and like explain it. Like, no, it's just fucking weird. Like the Holy Ghost is corny as fuck and made up and so weird. And if you like, I can't believe, I mean, it's you're taught to it as a child, right? So you believe in lots of things as a child and definitely the whole Holy Ghost thing, like, if you're a grown-ass adult, you still believe that there's, like, this holy floating spirit all-encompassing to everyone all the time who watches your underwear and whispers in your ear, that's insane. Like, just please recognize how insane that is. Like, it's so wild. But yeah, instead of, like, accepting that people have intuition on their own, on their own merit, their gut instinct, it's like, that was the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Spirit. Like Mormons are always telling you that shit was the Holy Ghost. You're like, okay, I guess it was. Like, <laughs> I guess what kills me too, and this is kind of um, I'm trying to make it funny because it is a more like depressing note, is that when people wear their garments right and something bad happens to them, well. I guess it didn't work. And then they're like, oh, God's <laughs> yes, they will. got you anyway. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, like like the, you, there's uh, literally no really protection at all. That's no, it's so, it's so true. It's so true. And so as a Mormon, like, what I really remember, especially at the end, was this, like, life of straight-up fear. Because you really don't know when when is the Holy Ghost going to look out for you. When is it not? You don't know. I guess yeah. if you mess up. When is up, it a trial? When's the trial going to happen? You know, when's the big trial? Uh, <laughs> like, you know, you got to go to God. Like it's you weren't so going upsetting. to God enough. So he's going to shit on you so that you go to him more. He sounds like a great dad. <laughs> that reminds <laughs> me of like, just the way. Um, You're getting ugh. too confident and like happy with yourself. So I'm going to shit on you so that you're meek and lowly again and you come to me and meet me. Like, not codependent and abusive at all. No. Totally. They would say stuff like, beware of pride. And, like, that's so hard to freaking define in the church because I consider from an outsider and even when I was in, so many members to exude pride and be prideful. And so pride's like, not that necessarily was a bad weird. thing. Like, you know, you should it's be not. proud of your family and proud of your accomplishments. And pro- Like, <clears throat> why are we demonizing a positive character trait? Like, I just... <laughs> just because God God hates it. He hates it. Because he's prideful as fuck and you can't be... <laughs> can't like, share, can't be share meek and lowly, but love yourself. It's, like, so conflicting. I remember being like, okay, I just have to hate myself all the time, but then... God's like, but I see you as a precious, you're just, you're made in his image. So why don't you love yourself? But it's like, it's just literally two things at once all the time. Your brain's like, I can't under, like they just keep it chaotic on purpose so that like you're lost at all times and you need them. Like that's exactly what it is. You need them to give you the answers, even though they created all the fucking impossible questions in the first place. Like, you know, another part that I realized was just like cheesy, unsettling, corny is the, I always thought it was, but you, you know, you can't say anything about it. You know, the pattern of speech at general conference. The missionary talk. Oh, the cadence. The pattern. Yeah, the cadence. 
it's so like utah and missionary an unnerving pattern like it literally gets under my skin so i was watching handmaid's tale oh yeah yeah Yeah. and there's a a character so handmaid's tale the first season's the best because it's just like the book and then after that it gets a little derailed but i still love it it is a derailed mess but love that show anyways complicated trigger warning you remember what it was right you remember what it was but there's a new character that comes in in the later seasons, the le- the latest one, actually, that just dropped. Um, and he's talking to one of the characters and I was watching it and I felt like really unsettled and like extra creepy, like extra. Ugh. And I made my husband, I was like, hey, like, can you watch this for a second? What what is it? What is, what is it about this guy that's like really getting to me? And he said, yeah, he sounds familiar. And then I like watched it three times and I'm like, oh my God, he talks like a freaking general authority, like the <laughs> pattern of speech that he has. He and I'm like, oh my them. God. Aww. And the way that he looks and he was wearing a suit and he like confronts this one character and he isn't even saying anything scary to her, but it's that pattern of speech. Like, like when I hear it again. The pausing and the breathing, the old man breathing and yes. pausing, and like the slow, don't comforting, don't, stay don't. calm. I'm gonna fall asleep. I used to just nap through every general. Conference. <laughs> like, I honestly don't. It so is boring. exhausting. It's so much. It's... No, you're you're. Oh, on another corny thing too. Like so, we don't forget. <laughs> Whoever wrote the fucking girls' camp songs. <laughs> Go to corny jail. Like, you are <laughs> the corniest of the corny. Your life is corn. You just love corny. Like, those songs. I'm, like, embarrassed for my childhood self. Like, I'm embarrassed <laughs> for the teen girl that fucking sang those songs and lived it. Like, lapped that up. Like, I loved the Girl Scout skits. I was like, I'm not Girl Scouts. Girls Camp. Girls Camp. The Girl Scouts and Girls Camp. Huge difference. Sorry to even <laughs> use them in the same sentence. Literally, like, not even comparable. Bless the Girl Scouts Association of America. Not hating on them. No, I'm talking about up in the mountains, backwoods, Mormon girls camp to compete with the Boy Scout camp. We're like, the girls need a camp, too. And it's like, do we? Did we? I don't know. Here we are. And it was, like, <laughs> So the songs so corny, the skits so corny, the faith walks corny as fuck. Sisters, if you hold on to those experiences, it's time to recognize them for what they were. <laughs> Old lady corny, just trying to indoctrinate oh. you and make you feel normal human emotions and tell you it's God. Like it's I, just so insane. Sorry, you I wasn't me. when you said "old lady warm and corny." I wasn't even gonna say. I was gonna say that was a um, spiritual abuse. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was gonna go spiritual manipulation. They blindfold you and they make you hold a rod while people shout stuff at you to like recreate the iron rod experience. And at the end, you're like a 12 year old shivering and crying out in the forest. And you're like, and if you like wandered away, you're like, I let go of the rod. And you're like, literally, this poor 12. It's so manipulative. Like linking back, I'm like, I cried because I was out away from my family for a week in the middle of the fucking mountains. I was blindfolded at dark and like reenacted some fucking horrible Book of Mormon story that is people make it way deeper than it actually is. Like it's such a fucking dumbass metaphor. No, like 
And that's why you're crying. Like, you're literally a little 12-year-old. Like, this is your first time a week away from your parents in the fucking woods. Like, I didn't have a sibling there yet. And then you're, like, scared that you're going the wrong way and you can't tell people's voices. Like, and at the very end, they're, like, you're crying and you're emotional. And they're, like, do you feel that? That's the spirit. That's God's love. That's the Holy Spirit. That's, like, what God – and you're, like, changed because you're 12. And you're, like, oh, my gosh, that's so moving. It's, like, you've never had – in the real world, that's not ever going to happen to you. Like, that is so, like – when you said like spiritual abuse, that's so true. Like if I were to, once again, even retelling that, it's like you take some 12 year old girls, take them up to the mountains, you blindfold them in the dark, you have them hold, like hold on and have them walk around and touch different spots. And they have people whispering to them different things to go different directions. And at the end, you take the blindfold off and you tell them if they made it or not that's fucked up and like that happened to us every year they would like change it up but like same concept and the girls are crying and they're cold and it's like dark and they're disoriented and then you go sing songs by a campfire like creepy ass religious songs like it's so crazy like if you we were we were fucked with like it's so I've like never unpacked girls camp because I like I didn't go my last year when I was supposed to be like the one who's in charge of all that and I'm glad I didn't I literally did summer school instead so I could only have like four periods my senior year but yeah like insane and like they all everyone talks about is how amazing girls camp is when you come back that Sunday, you're supposed to like share your testimonies of how great it was. And like everyone around you is telling you how amazing it was and how's the spirit. And I remember being like, I guess sometimes the Holy Ghost is like fear. I guess sometimes the Holy mm. Ghost is anxiety. I guess sometimes the Holy Ghost is like when you feel lost and scared and alone, like that could be God telling you stuff. Like that's fucking insane. Like, that is not healthy. Like, but so that's the and I couldn't distinguish the voices. I couldn't recognize who was who. Like, you're literally, the church, like, disorients you. And it's like, that's God. That's God's love. He's great. And have everyone hype you up and tell you how great it is and cry tears. And you don't know why you're crying. And they're like, that's the spirit. <laughs> well, I remember, so even when I went to girls camp, I had you, I had some friends. And then, because I am diabetic, I had and usually had my dad, yeah, yeah, would come up. Yeah. Even though I had all that, I would still like want to go home. Like after a <laughs> like, day, yeah, I'm normal like, fucking kid. I, like, I don't, don't want to do this. I have a hard time sleeping in a place that isn't my actual bed. I'm kind of better about it as an adult. Like my first night in my new apartment because I moved, I slept pretty well. Um, and even when I moved to Oklahoma, I slept pretty well. So I think I got over it. But for like years as a young person, like it was very hard for me to sleep in like hotels, friends' houses, because it's just not where you normally sleep. And so I remember the first night I stayed there, I got insomnia. Um, I also have chronic fatigue. So I remember like wanting to nap, but like not being able to. Yeah, they have you so structured and so scheduled. You have no free time. And police, because we're still being told you're that our shorts yeah, have to go down to our knees. You're and police we when you can shower, yeah. when you can eat, when you can do this, when you're doing certification. Like, it's no a, not a break. Like, you get, like, an hour to get snow cones. That's your break for the day. It was like, it was ugh, you're awful. hiking, you're reading, you're journaling. You're, like, ugh, sorry, continue. Exactly. And there was, like, um, 
No, I couldn't get Diet Coke because I usually had that as like a young person. I have chronic fatigue. Like, this is insane. You're and a teen. You need sleep. You need caffeine. Exactly. This was awful. And like, even if there were positive moments about it, I always knew how unfair it was that the boys, especially in our stake, their activities, like they went snorkeling and shit. Everything yeah, that they we got did. ride dirt bikes, they got to go snorkeling, they got to like, you know, go to sports games, like they got to do events like we, we conditioned girls camp. Yeah. everything that we did as girls was to be conditioned. And then we had that I already said the story about the bishop that left us just to prove a point, like so much of even as a young person, like I was just seeing the sexism and I was seeing these like pretty corny expectations of girls and women. Remember how the, one of the activities the was like how to learn to put on makeup? Yeah. And like they'd have exercises on like how to make an outfit more modest, how to yep. turn any outfit into a modest outfit and like how to put on makeup. It's like, why, why did we need to? I was, I mean, the opinion <laughs> like of the men are learning how to tie knots and how to like fucking survive in the forest. And they're like, sisters how can you make this gown more modest like it's so not fucking useful <laughs> i need to know i need to know somebody somebody email us somebody they're tell doing us. like lifeguard training they're swimming like a mile across the lake to like see if they can do it that's what the guys are doing and we're like all right girls how do you change a diaper on this baby doll <laughs> no which like you know what <laughs> i need more than one girl I need someone to fucking explain to me. Uh, I need it. It would be more beneficial for the men to change the diaper and for us to learn how to tie a knot. Because, like, we're not going to get that. Like, well, no, I need someone to explain to me why, at least in my experience, and maybe I'm the only one, but I don't think so, why the church was so invested in the indoctrination of spiritual abuse of women and girls at a very young age. But for boys they were invested in like a different type of group life skills survival skills yeah like and, and skills to like grow up to be like them like grow up yeah. to be this yeah this grow up to be man. in charge and to dominate and to take over and to take ownership and to be competitive and squash down those around you and be the best and like you know, perfectionism was taught in like very different ways, but it was definitely drilled into men and boys and it was drilled into women and girls, but just completely different scales. Yes. I need someone to you explain know. to me why this was because we know it, why it's most <laughs> well yeah I mean, ultimately yes that is ultimately the, the, the yeah it's a patriarchal time. society it's that's what it is but even just like because i even thought about it um with like m missions for men are longer than missions for women and missions are like straight up super abusive so like why do men have longer of that form of abuse maybe men they think are harder to break yeah, I wonder. I'm thinking. Not saying that. they are. Not saying but, that's but true. Or not. I think people are not like just generalized groupings of people. Like it's everybody's an individual and different. But maybe the church felt like we got to break these guys longer and harder. And I think it's to keep them chaste. Like they don't want them having sex during that time. So they're like, let's get men when they're the most horny, the most fertile, and let's send them 
on a fucking mission so that they don't get someone pregnant out of wedlock and fuck up the system. Like, I, I mean, I think it's like super layered. But yeah, I literally remember being like sitting there and being so bored out of my mind over the certification. Okay, the one thing I learned that was useful is how to make monkey bread in a Dutch oven. Fine. That was, <laughs> I, I was like, that's cool. I know how to do that now. Thanks for that. But literally everything else we did was so fucking useless. Boring. so useless it was so and boring. remember how we did yeah, like line dancing who cares like not helpful like it just tie-dyeing shirts like and i know the boys would be jealous and they'd be like we wish we got to like eat snow coats and tie-dye shirts all day and we instead we were hiking and swimming and it's like you guys learned some like life skills though like we did not learn anything beneficial like you guys know how to fucking pitch a tent and tie a knot like <laughs> our dads don't teach us that no one's teaching us that <laughs> like it's so sad like men have like just like the just the gender roles being like assuming that girls have an interest in tying shirts and men don't it's like so stupid like wh why can't we just mutually share interests or not like it's an individual thing it's not a gender thing like it's so dumb to me. Like, we'll just wait a man. Don't you don't need to learn that stuff. Just have a man learn to do it so he can do it for you. <laughs> like, was it not that? And then like he doesn't need to learn how to take care of a baby because you're gonna do it. <laughs> it's so bizarre. That's the way it is. Don't mess it up. Don't don't try to flip this. What kind of agenda <laughs> do you have? It's like we just want, you know, it's like, wow, we're so grateful that they taught us how to drive at some point. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, but it is it is like that I, I think what you said earlier about how they're like 40 years behind I think that's fair because the reality that people seem to have a hard time like a pill that seems to be hard for people to swallow is that most people regardless of their gender have a variety of interests like most people have diverse yeah. interests. yeah and there's not a gender assigned to their interests yeah most people and they change it up like they get a new hobby all the time like good for oh, them. that freaking reminds <laughs> me i don't even we'll do it another episode because it's such a long topic but i'll make it cheesy i'll tie it into the corny is like how it's so normal in normal life to e make like I want to say evolve, but you kind of outgrow different things and you try different things. Yeah. But the whole structure of the church like really keeps people down in like a certain mental and emotional, like you don't really grow up. Yeah. It's, you like, stay it keeps you kind of this dependent. You don't explore. Yeah. And stuck doing the same thing over and over again. They say that they're all about progression. Oh God. What a, what a corny experiment. We're about eternal progression and An hell eternal perspective is eternal yeah. damnation where you're stuck doing you know what that's what y'all look like you're stuck doing the same we, shit the mormon church literally living that lifestyle is hell like you're in fucking hell like you are doing so much Rinse for fucking feet. nothing I for so nothing old. like no joy <laughs> no happiness but you're doing the same shit yeah rinse repeat do wake up and do the same shit again like you know everything's planned out for you you have everything expected of you. You're just shamed and shit on if you don't do it. Like, it's just like your motivations are like, well, what other people think and what other people do. Like, you're constantly taught to like, look at others, look at other people. It's like, so like the real world, like you're, we celebrate individualism so much more. It's truly sad. Mm. It's, it's really sad. Like, girl, I knew Mormons who 
the moment they would like read the last page of the Book of Mormon, they close the book and then start over again. And they just read it again. It's not even a good book. It's Bible fan fiction. It's not even good. <laughs> it's bad Bible it's fan fiction. It's racist Bible fan fiction. It's yeah, so we're bad. It's like takes such place bad. In it's America. not even a good read. Like I'm hats off that they can read. Let's celebrate that. But <laughs> if you're gonna waste hours, like think about you waste fucking hours at mutual hours at sunday school hours at seminary hours in your calling then hours praying and reading the goddamn book like plus general crop like it's so much of your life like that's why like i haven't met a single ex-mormon who isn't happier every single ex-mormon that i know they're all happier since they left like they're literally like yeah bare minimum i don't have to do all that fucking shit anymore like bare (laughs) minimum i'm happy about that let alone like everything else it's like so when it kills me when when mormons are like they're never they're not really happy their joy is not real joy i'm like that is the biggest irony because you all that are in the church don't know joy, freedom, happiness, self-exploration, sexual gratitude, like none of that. You have no <laughs> autonomy. But the people outside, you get to experience all of that and you're like fucking instantly happier. Your life is fuller. It's more exciting. It's better. And like uh, we got a little heavy. And yes, like I can speak because I feel like I've been a victim of misogyny my whole life. So like here <laughs> we, we have are. Before like, I'm trying to climb out. I'm trying to get away. I'm trying and it's like our, so fucking hard. Our mothers, our grandmothers are great. It's in everything about me. It's just horrible. It's in everything about our society. I'm really trying here. I'm throwing bones. Oh. But yeah. Like, at least I'm a little bit happier now that I'm out of the cold. (laughs) (laughs) We think of some more cheesy cheesers, corny, cheesy. We had a little list and now I can't remember. I remember some. What about we said was Pioneer Day? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The corniest outfits and the bonnets. God, if you catch me in a bonnet, like, you know I'm kidnapped. You see me in a Pioneer (laughs) dress and a bonnet, fucking rescue the fuck out of me. Like, help, help her. Like, I just, all those little children, the, oh, the activities, like, why? Okay, let's go, let's unpack this. I really want your insight, okay? Why are Mormons so corny and obsessed with reenactments? Like, let's recreate, let's reenact. I know like, this why, is why is that thing? Why? This isn't going to surprise you. It's about white supremacy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, if the shoe fits. It's not going to surprise you. Because look who also dresses up every year for Civil War reenactments. No, white people. Not black people. Embarrassing middle to lower class white people. It's okay. (laughs) That's so rude. You put money to it. But you know what? It's a demographic summer. Oh, no. (laughs) 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 You, I... I'm oh, writing up it. your arrest warrant. I literally ever am always in jail. Arrest. I had to end up in jail at some point. I just had to. <laughs> the arrest warrant is being written. But you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, whenever I see it happen, I'm able to connect these dots now. So <laughs> when I go to a powwow, when I go to anything native, I go to native museums, I went to Cherokee holiday this year, when I buy native American jewelry, when I listen to 
Native American music, when I'm with my people, seeing my people, hearing my people. I feel this pleasant, like, hmm, like it warms my little heart and it warms my little soul. And I'm like, oh, I, do, I love experiencing my culture. I wear my regalia. I have a tear dress. I feel warm and fuzzy in my little heart. And because of white supremacy, this demographic is very out of touch with their European heritage. So the closest thing that they have is their Mormon pseudo-ethnic identity. And mm, I think it's about... Yeah, they're one of the adopting Mormon heritage. Yeah. I think it's about yeah. that connection. Instead of connecting with their real ancestors. Like, <laughs> I love for people, like, connect with your real, like, Actual ancestry. Your word. real family yeah. tree. Your real history. Your real origin story. Your real, like, where your family really came from. Like, be proud of that. Connect with that. It's not the Mormon pioneers. That's not those the people Mormon. were victims. the handcart. They're they were them. victims. Like they were victims of a fucking fraud and a charlatan. So yeah, no connect. Like you're right. And those those warm fuzzy feelings you feel it's because you're connecting with like your family history and your ancestors and your culture and all. Like none of that's bad. But the church is like that's the spirit because that's you're connecting with you're feeling what the sacrifices they did you're like the treks pioneered it's so corny it's so like we don't need to do this why don't we just encourage individuals to celebrate their actual real families but their because family the corniest shit ever it's so true a word family is like an abusive dysfunctional family but <laughs> a fucking patriarch that sexualizes every female <laughs> It's your award family, and it's like this functions like a bad business. You're like my real family, my award family. I love you guys like my real. It's like no, you don't. Or if you do, you really don't love your family, and they're shitty. <laughs> like, oh, it's so true, so cheese. Several general conference talks and quotes were cheesy too. I'm trying to think of some. Oh they God, hearing lectures from an 84 year old man about the law of chastity for general. <laughs> So not unsettling, but also like just the corniness. Oh my, there's clips of it on YouTube, but it's like that one female speaker. She's a woman. That's weird to say females. The female. She's a woman speaker. Token female. The token female speaker. (laughs) The token female speaker. And she like gets emotional because somebody was like drinking coffee and couldn't hold their temple recommends. Like how corny. Yeah, remember how like you're going to give it all away for a cup of coffee. Like that you're telling me that's how petty God is. Like they don't realize the message that they're, we get the message they're trying to send. But what I hear when I hear that is like, <laughs> God is such a petty bitch that he's like, you don't belong here because you had coffee every day. That one thing was such a big fucking deal to me because I have a fucking like male fragility. So like, <laughs> it's just, but they, they imagine it's like, don't let that one little thing ruin the rest of your family and your whole life. It's like, wow. God's so shitty that one little thing that doesn't fucking matter ruins generations. Like, that's the fear of it all is like if you don't do this one you don't one thing your grandkids and your grandkids grandkids are you know screwed (laughs) you're a cup of coffee and it's like actually let's 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 change some perspective here god gives a shit about that why like why that's not murdering, not rape, not the 
dying children every day, but your cup of coffee, <laughs> that's a big fucking deal. Like, it's like, God's really petty and picky and choosy and doesn't make any sense. Like, and he definitely picks favorites. He's a great dad. Like, he makes it <laughs> obvious. Like, <laughs> like, he favors select few boys. Oh like God. billions of children and I love like three guys out of here and I'm going to give you all the yeah. same names <laughs> oh, I was like thinking of what else was so like corny and cheesy oh god sure. we talked about get time, yeah. everything the garments temple are names temple the garments. way you modest is hottest that's the corniest fucking line I've ever heard and it honestly hurts me to say it now <laughs> it physically you recoil it literally like, oh. is hottest. and then i'm trying to think about what else was so i mean efy god drink the kool-aid that's very corny very 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 corny we've that's been discussed before that's yeah why yeah that's like a whole episode it's so corny and indoctrinating <laughs> terrifying and like cheesy cheesers this so is so cheesy. mean this is so mean of me and it goes back to our favorite rose topic mormon wedding photos are kind of cheesy like i hate to be that person but we already discussed because the temple's always looming over in the background. It's always the main feature. It's the temple, cheesy. everything about it is corny. Like, if we, it's definitely corny. Um, That's fair. And I kind of feel like the church, we've discussed this before and talked about for the strength of youth, it demonizes hyper femininity. And like, there's a yeah, certain yeah. type of like modesty woman look. That's Anything okay. That's that feminine, I the church makes fun of. It's a negative connotation. It's a negative association. Like anything that's feminine or effeminate or like yes. womanly, it's like bad. It's degrading. It's ne like there's just like a, I mean, obviously that's rooted in misogyny clearly. But yeah, I remember it's like you're made to feel bad about womanly things and being a woman. It's like, okay. You know, and like it's for, an for real, for real, for if I think back on it now, all the Mormon media and pamphlets I ever saw never had women with like long nails, lo lots of makeup and bright colors. They always were. Yeah, they always like <laughs> if we really get Clean, there. blank, pale basic vanilla which and i'm fine with that because that's there's nothing right kind of me you know that's kind of no, me no you're I'm fine okay you're fine i'm okay with it. nothing that's bad but like the fact that anything else is considered unattractive less ideal not good like that's what i have the problem with like just to let me, women be <laughs> if from an anthropological point <laughs> How Let a is woman that, live. How is that not like two steps away from the prairie dresses? You know what I mean? Like, no, it so is. It's so it's like, so well, men don't like men. Like, let's speak for all men because men are just one brain, one entity. <laughs> men don't like nails on women. Men don't like a lot of makeup. Men don't like short hair men it's like okay first off there's no apparently there's no exceptions here and also like, like women are supposed to cater and care 
At all times. At all times. <laughs> yeah, all times. We were, Are you we attractive to all the men in the room? Get it together. That's your priority. Be attractive to as many men as possible at this <laughs> at all times, as frequently as you can. Be palatable to everyone. <laughs> it's so true. Ugh, it's just so like I think it can be romantic and kind of sweet, but also like ugh, get out of my face. I remember. <laughs> literally being in primary they would give lessons and mention eternal marriage when i'm like seven and they would talk about like your future spouse could be doing this or that or the other and they really start when you're 12 or 11 now i guess talking about eternal marriage and thinking romantically and i mean i am pretty romantic and like a gushy person like that with my husband but looking back like some of that stuff's really corny and damaging to like tell a 12 year old because some people never find their person and that's okay. But like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, your whole goal, your whole life goal, your whole purpose is like find a husband. And it was always about your husband might do this and he might be doing these things. And you might, and it's like, your, your narrative is never like, you're going to go off and do these things. No, your husband is, and you need to just like be there like you're there but like support support him him. and it's like and so like my whole my whole like focus I was already boy crazy love boys love men also hate them but it's just (laughs) it's a love hate but yeah and so like I was definitely like the most important thing I'm gonna do the most important decision I'm gonna make the biggest priority in my life is marriage and it's like when you're like zeroed in on something like that you neglect all of these other things like you live with the consequences of neglecting all of those other things to zero in on that and you're right that's really not healthy like that's really not good like I I had I had such a narrow view of what like my life was supposed to be and what it could be and what I was supposed to do and how I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to say and where and and pick and choose and, blah, blah, blah. and it's like I tried my best to do just that but it was never like is this what you really want to do? Is this even like good for you? Is this what you actually want? I never paused and asked myself that. I never paused and thought about it. I was like so focused. And it's like, yeah, you get exactly what you focus on. You get exactly what you want the most. That's what you have. That's what you end up getting. And so I I do think it's damaging because like that shouldn't be every single female's focus forever. Like guys are told do this and this and this and get a lady, get a wife, have kids, but also be a provider and do this and do it. Like they have, they have lots of other things that they are told to focus on. We are literally taught to focus on like only get an education. If you can't find a husband, only go on a mission. If you aren't married yet, only, you know, the only reason you shouldn't have kids is because you physically can't like, like that's not by choice, not by whatever, like, you know, don't pick where you want to live, live wherever your husband gets a job, wherever his job is, that's where you live. Like, you know, like have as many babies as you physically can. Like that's, that's your job. Like everything's told for you. And so it's really sad. Like I, I was never like, I'm just recently now experiencing what it's like to like connect with my body and feel like I, I'm feeling and thinking things for myself because I was in autopilot. I was in survival mode. I was in people pleasing mode. I was like 
fixated and doing everything I could. And I never, I was too scared to pause and ask, like, is this what I really want? Because then everything would fall apart and you'd have to like <laughs> deal with that, which is easier to like do the Mormon way. And that's, I think that's so many Mormons because it starts from birth, like your earliest memories, everything's fed to you over and over and over and you're literally smothered in it, saturated mm -hmm. in it. Conditioned, super, super conditioned. And it takes like, I have to say for so many times at so many points, I thought things were corny or I thought they were cheesy or I thought, are we really buying this? So right. many points, but I just silently, okay. Like, yes, yeah, so many I of the rules I thought, this is dumb. Like why? And it's like, no, just because it's a test. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like such so bad true. answers, but they're an answer. They're really shitty and shallow, but it's God. an answer. <laughs> How can I, <laughs> speaking of really shitty answers, how can I forget the corniest, the corniest of all, the memes after conference on Mormon Facebook? <laughs> yeah, the slogans you mean, like the catchphrase, the slogans, Mormon catchphrase. It's like the motivational picture of like a sunrise over a mountain with like something super basic, like be nice to others. Like just something like everyone should do so that. Deep. Like the most yeah, basic. They literally make basic things like special. And you're like, okay, I was a teenager. And then it got so much worse when I watch or listen to conference talks. And one of them, one time they were repeated. Like it was like the same talk twice from like a young woman's special two years in a row. And then another oh time I was just blown away because I was like, there's nothing deep here. Like they're not going into anything. And I think that's probably, if not the biggest, one of the biggest pieces why the younger generations are leaving the church. Like as soon as they turn 18 is because they have access to all and any information, including actual deep stuff. And yeah, so there's, there's way more availability. So the surface bubble level. can't exist anymore. It's so surface, like corny is so surface level. Like it's, the church is very surface level. And I just, I can't with the cheese. And you can't like, look past it. They don't want you to peel the first layer because that's all there is. There's just <gasps> one layer. Oh my god. You had the done. I finally have it took all this time. No, yeah, it's so true. Like they don't want you to ask why. They don't want you to be critical thinking. They don't want you to analyze, dig deeper, question authority, think for yourself. Like none of those fucking helpful skills that would have been great to have taught to you. They're like Consent doesn't matter. Don't think deeper. We spoon fed you an answer. Just accept it. Blind acceptance. Like it's, there's a difference between choosing radical acceptance and blind acceptance. Like they're not the same. Like it wasn't a choice for me. I was literally like told this is my only option. Like if you don't have any other options, it's not a choice. Like it's to defeat exactly. the definition of choice of, of exactly. choosing. Exactly. Like choosing implies there's options. <laughs> like choosing no, so implies true. there's alternatives. <laughs> like no, that's exactly it. Shameless plug, Yanya Lalich's quote and website. You can look her up. It's called Boundary Choice. Pessimist. 
<laughs> Steve has this, this is all where she's Mary Magdalene is possessed by these spirits and she is spitting their facts. I'm kidding. I'm channeling. I'm channeling. I don't know for yourself. Um, that is definitely <laughs> a thousand. That's a Not thousand. Today. Do you have any? Now you know. Any... You know. Dude, I always do this. I share my nugget, not like sort of towards the end, but not towards the end. So I don't think it's appreciated. So if you have any nuggets, you're the you're the guest speaker. <laughs> I guess speaker. I'm not yeah, my connection presiding. Um no, just the the cheesiness of it all. I think that the greatest media minds have left. And so I think that the church media that they pump out is it going to be that quality that was from my mission? Because I served in 2014, 2015. And there was stuff like, he is the gift and he is risen. And I was like, these are so <laughs> good. Like, they'll make me cry. I don't think they can get that back. Um, oh, God, how did I? Okay, I don't even know if this is relevant to this episode, but I just have to spill the beans. I went on the church website for funsies because I got my records pulled and the whole church website, and I want you to test this too to see if it's like this for you. It's like a fucking ad for missionaries to come to you. It is all geared towards like new here, have a missionary. Yeah. No hemorrhaging. A shark oh has God. bitten off their leg. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're like, they're like, they're like yo, they were so like, this is testimonies from people's first time visits where whatever you thirsty want. <laughs> so thirsty. They were like willing to pay for my drinks they're and food. So they're drooling. They're thirsty for members. They're hungry. It was so it was I remember the website when I, you know, was a member, it was more like member sensitive. Like the friend, yeah. All the little Mormon messages they would have. Like they had corny, so the friend. Funny. That comes to my mind. The end sign, like so corny as fuck. Friend magazine, corny as fuck. Sorry. Side it's all, word, no, it's all word salad of shallow metaphors for staying in the church. Yeah, yeah. Repeat regurgitate this but occasionally there'd be a like maybe a good nugget but i'm really grasping at straws here your head competitive i mean repetitive (laughs) so also the website thing and these like how you said like the pr has been taken over by somebody's dad the church is brought to you by somebody's husband. The church is brought to you by your somebody's dad. Like that's who runs the church. Like somebody's grandpa at this point. That's who's that's who's in charge. Somebody's good old grandpa. Somebody's husband. You know. Good. Like I've really, come, I've really come to see general authorities as like evil people. Like I used to think <laughs> that they were mean like, old grandpa. <laughs> Seriously, mean old sexist racist grandpa. Someone's embarrassing uh, grandpa with a lot of grandkids and kids. They pumped them out, and they still practice polygamy. You guys, it's just in the next life, but it's still there. They're still doing it. God. But yeah, that's about- my- yeah no it's so crazy no you're right like every like I think one of my huge tiles breaking off and shelf shelves breaking was when I was like these are all just somebody's embarrassing husband like everyone doing these callings and fulfilling these roles 
they're just somebody's dad. Like, they're not, they're not qualified. They're not special. They shouldn't even be doing it. They're just somebody's husband. Like, we're just giving somebody's husband a title. And <laughs> God, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. So, Jesus. Jesus. Been cheesies. It's cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, H Christ. Um, should we, who in the name should we close in? Whose name? It's always hard. We always like get to this point and never think it through. I Rusty? Of- no, we already closed in him before. <laughs> Rusty's wife, Susan. No, Bedner's wife, Susan. Somebody's name Susan. There's a Susan. <laughs> some, some I was going to close in the name some of Velveeta. Because there's... Velveeta? <gasps> yes, so cheese. Mm, corny. Like, ooh, so let's put some cheese. Velveeta cheese on some corn. Corn. That was, that <laughs> was that the for breakfast and shit that out later. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Too what? far, <laughs> I just woke you all up this Sunday thinking about oh, corn. God. Corn and cheese corny, together. Corny, cheesy, all-encompassing cringe that exists at all times in Mormon land. Oh, you're so right. The temple clothes are cheesy in and of themselves. Just Listen. bad. Modesty is cheesy. The whole thing. It is. The color bad. palette is cheesy. So cheesy. Temples cheesy like like just so corny mormon corny and mormon cheese is they're two in the same like we said but you, you nailed it you really got it when you said that's because it's just surface layer that's all there is i was like yep and that's what makes them yeah, you peel it away and you're out thin <laughs> little piece of america dig a little bit just <laughs> Pull away just a little bit. That's the cheese. Yeah, yeah, eat the cheese and it's gone. All it was. (laughs) Eat it. You ate the whole four full force. There, it was an illusion. But oh god! All right, right, Um, so you're gonna do the final. Yeah, you do the statements because you're conducting. So oh, what is oh? Well, we close in the name of cheese and corn. (laughs) Feast your soul. I wish I had some scripture about feasting, but I didn't do scripture mastery. So here we are. <laughs> this is the best you get. If you know, you know. All right, join us next week. <laughs> okay, like, share this 